Subterranean Homesick Blues. I like that one. That's a good video that goes today. Uh, War from All Day Music. We did the uh, Slipping in the Darkness, and I was just listening to that compared to, you know, usually I play the, I've got a War's, like, Greatest Hits. So the version of that is the single version, but this is the, the extended one. They really kind of uh, really shaved the, 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 the sharp edges off that tune on the, on the single. That's a pretty dark one. Slipping into darkness, of course, by definition. Uh, before that, New Order, uh, we did uh, uh, from the, it's just a remix of, of a single, like a big single I got. And it was kind of what was outputs Arthur Baker's version of oh confusion of course that was it and before that we had Mississippi John Hurt doing nobody's dirty business man that's a dude can play that's a fucking hundred years old that was one motherfucker man hundred years ago that was recorded that's crazy uh, Rolling Stones from the Beggar's Banquet we did Parachute Woman. Um, Land on me tonight. Uh, before that, uh, Toots and the Maytals. This, uh, this is uh, the sensational, sensational Maytals. And we did uh, What's on Your Mind. That's just a great record and a great sound. And just, just one of those things where it's uh, uh, it changed. It changed everything. Toots did. Uh, talking Heads from the Speaking in Tongues, we did, uh, where is going on, is me having fun, better, better, yeah, 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 um, it's a good one, <laughs> you remember that one, uh, Queen from the Night at the Opera, we do, uh, did My Best Friend, before that, Lou Reed from the Transformer record, we did, uh, It's a Perfect Day, because I was just kind of uh, doing some juxtaposition to the uh, Alice Cooper, Welcome to My Nightmare. And we opened up with Steve Miller Band, Living in the USA. Do, 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 do. And a segment we do here, it's called Rise from the Basement, because it's no lie in the basement, we're miles apart. No surprise, going to rise from the basement. What it is, it's, it, it's, it's home recordists is what it is. You know who you are. Um, you know, you know who you are. You record music at home, and you and you and you pour your your every yeah. Well, I don't know. It, it, that's the beauty of it because people, some people take it super seriously, some don't, and um, that's that's what's special about music. It's so um, elastic, right? So people send me music that they record in their homes. This is Kay Jizzle, man. This dude's been sending stuff in here for 10 years at least. Uh, they be acting is the name of this. All right, hold on now. Come on, I got some uh, housekeeping to do here. I have to, I have to control the switches. This switch has been sh switched and uh, that volume is turned up. Um, I've got this, this is up. This, I'm touching this. <laughs> it has accepted my request and is considering uh, the action that I've, you know, chose to take. Here we go.
right, dig this. Uh, Ramsey Lewis, uh, quite a performer and, and an artist, uh, passed away and, uh, you know, uh, left a bunch of good records. So, uh, yeah.
there's no road You want to hide Go and hide I'm gonna put you back But not so fast time to live or die
So 
yeah. Um, no, 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 no. There you're Angel City. You just get your allotted one song. Claudia from Claudia and the Love. How's yes. it going? It's going well. Excellent. I, yeah. There's like, it's so much excitement so going much on. So much excitement. There's a lot going on. So what's, what's happening on We're your excited. show tonight? We have um, some friends tonight. We have a live hip-hop show going on tonight. We have Malibu as our front man. Um, the Loaf is going to be playing some bass. I see him there. He's, yeah, he's, uh, such, a, he's such a rock star. I just look. Yeah. Uh, I sigh. <laughs> right. <laughs> Trust me, I live with that. So uh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but we got Rodney uh, in the booth. We've got. Lee, it was so who's like, um, like you told me out drinks on Hate Street. That's yeah. like, that's fucking awesome. And we hear that Violet has some pipes on her, so we'll see. Okay, all right. Well, stay tuned for that if you're listening live. Stick around, and uh, I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna do that, and um, yeah, check this out.
Oscar, thanks for doing what you got to do to do. Stick around for Claudia and the Loaf. Man, I'm just, there's just all kinds of things going on. Try to be as decent as you can and uh, help someone who can't. He ain't what he seems. 
You'll see him in your head on the TV screen. Hey, buddy, I'm wanting you to turn it on. He's a goat, he's a god, he's a man, he's a guru. You're one microscopic cog in his catastrophic plan, designed and directed by his red right hand.
offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter offer, baby. Word. 
paleo? sex in there? No, well, not, it's none of your concern. So there are a bunch of people having sex in there? Gary, I need you to stop looking for answers. Uh, oh, oh, they're definitely having sex. Oh, yeah, they're having sex. Oh, I can tell, I can hear it, yo, they're having sex. And I just know it, I can feel it, yo, they're having sex. And, and uh, Club by some guy on the internet. Yay! Yay! Hey, I'm gonna do a little podcast. You were just listening to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Well, I mean, I put that song on there because I felt that its brilliance needed to be shared with the world. <laughs> so I, so I felt like that needed to happen. Uh, but which, which mic is on? What they all they're all on. You can choose one, whatever. You can move, there you go. You like the rolly chair with the bouncy springs. Yeah, that makes sense. Aww. So you don't have to work tomorrow because tomorrow's the day off. I don't, if you guys realize that today. Yeah, you have a day off. That's exciting. And my that's dad, good. My dad told me that, uh, that tomorrow was President's Day, and I let out like a, a really excited moan. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, you're welcome. I'm like, you didn't make it the day off. You don't get to take credit for this. Well, he's the messenger, and you get to. He's the messenger. I don't know how to make screens go. Oh, I know how to do it. I'm a Luddite. It's terrible. Okay, there you go. You have Luddicy? No. A, a, do you know a Luddite is a person who doesn't subscribe to technology. It was. It's an old, old word. But Do you know what you're talking into right now? I know a microphone you're Pam, is technology. You're Pam, the owner of Mutiny Radio. Which is technology. You broadcast your sound all over the airwaves. You have to, there, you put am it I too, There you go. Am I too close to it? No, 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 you're fine. You just have to point your mouth at it instead of going like that. It's like a trick because of the way microphones work. Do you know how microphones work? No, I'm They're still magnets. learning. They're a series of magnets. <laughs> What Anyways. what else do you know about microphones? I know a lot about everything I know about microphones. I learned from singing karaoke. Oh yes, that's the best way to get better at uh, performing on stage is karaoke. And because it's the most embarrassing thing in the world. No, is no, because um, you because karaoke is 
rewarding people for trying really hard. Like you, the harder you try, the better you are at karaoke. And it's not about the quality of what you're doing. It's about the intensity of which you're projecting your inside, your insides on the outside. And they give you a microphone and everybody's there and there's, and it's easy because they give you the words. But then the challenge karaoke is when you choose a song that has a really long, like either dance break or you monologue over it. And then you can tell jokes. Is that how you got started? Telling jokes in, in the, like the bridges of songs? No, but I do, if I feel like I don't have enough stage time for a night, and I'm like super sad because like let's say I bombed somewhere really hard. I'll go to a karaoke. Get the f- you'll do that today still? No, not not like tonight because there's no time because there's too many open mics. But if I like let's say I bombed super hard, I would make it a point this week to do karaoke. And then I would do um, Cats in the Cradle with the Silver Spoon. Anything by Cat cats Stevens really. Cats in the Cradle with but the it's, Silver it's so Anything quiet. with the word cat in it. Well, I love cats. But if it's quiet, then you can just monologue over the whole thing and you can just do jokes. And they're like people. It's exciting and fun. It's like going to a poetry open mic and doing comedy. They're like, whoa. Or going to Cafe International and doing comedy. Sure. So you still do that, like to, like contemporarily, not today, today, but... Do I, I in, sing a lot of karaoke? In the meta, meta, meta word, meta... I, yeah, I sing a lot. I sing as much karaoke as I, as I can. I'm not a lot... When's the last time you've done it? <sighs> I've been super busy. The last Friday of the month is Bender's. But no, the last time I did it, yeah, yeah, the last Friday of the month. Where did uh, Eileen Punk it? Rock and Schlock Nida on the stage? Um, I, the last time I sang karaoke was last Duh. week, last Sunday with Nathan at the late night open mic at the end. I sang. Oh, at Ireland. I sang like three songs with him, and that one they don't did even you, give me the words. Did he sing Hallelujah? Oh yeah! Oh my oh, god! My god. Oh, every my time, god. every time he's got to sing Hallelujah. No, he doesn't have to. He needs to start telling jokes over it or changing the words or something. No, no, no. So- he feels like he has to sing Hallelujah. Well. Because that is the drunk, like, when you're drunk, the song Hallelujah, there's no way to sing Hallelujah and not feel like you're not crushing it. Fair. Because it's just the simple, it's just, ha- it's just one word, it's just Hallelujah. And I'll give him credit, he knows the verse. He knows the verses in Hallelujah. I spilled coffee, I can't, I have a drinking problem, I can't get it in my mouth. <laughs> you have two different kinds of drinking problems. <laughs> one is the overconsumption of alcohol, and the other is just the ability to consume anything f- fluid. <laughs> Now I'm going to have a little Pam just spilled an entire bottle of coffee all over her shorts. She's soaking wet right now. Well, there's... She's, she's, ta- oh my, Pam, she's taking her pants off in the studio and drying them off. All right. All right, pa- Pam, your underwear are not wet, all right? You can put those back on, please. I'm actually... Um... I, I have I have one of my little... Uh, I should, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm ha- I might as well. I'm having my... Third period that I've had in seven months. Congratulations. Thank you. No, it's terrible. It's, it's like not yeah, it's, it's not everything's a slowing down and stopping, but now like the fucking elevator doors of the shining have opened up and it is scary. It is oh, like, so it's a lot. It's not like it's I, not like teetering off. It's like it's, the the Hoover Dam. Well, because I guess it's my body saved it up or whatever and it's like I don't know what Did you feel congested leading up to it? Like bloated? No. No, it all just sort of like... It felt normal. It felt normal, and now you're like, whoa, what? It feels like I'm 14 again, and I'm having my first period, and it's like, what is happening? What is it? It's very... It doesn't feel like a relief to get it all out, though? Like throwing up. Like when you have to throw up, and then you throw up, you're like, oh, fuck, that was so nice. I used to have a joke about it. I used to have one of those 
diva cups where you like collect your period blood and and I had a joke about um putting it on my carrots. Are there like milliliter markers on it so you can tell how much you you're filling tell, it up for? You can tell. It's a, I have a, I, it broke off. The handle broke off inside me at one point because I... Wait, what the fuck is a diva cup? Okay, it's, it's a moon. It's a thing. <laughs> it it's, broke off inside of you? This isn't... This is an interior it's a device. Silico, it's a silicone cup that you put up against your cervix and it collects your period blood so that you don't have to like have a tampon and it's weird. You said like, for fun though. You said you had no, it for fun. No, for fun, I would take the blood and pour it on, like, my pot plants because I was trying to grow a new strain of weed. I was trying to grow God's pussy, and it just wasn't working. God's pussy? Yeah. I put it on my growing So carrots. that makes you God, then. You ever had glazed blood carrots? Delicious. Glazed blood carrots. No, it's. I used to have a joke about my collecting my period. But I really did. I really did have this thing, a diva cup, and I was trying to pull it. You leave it up there, and then you pull it out, and you rinse it out, and you're like, look, I'm saving the planet by not using... Cotton in my twat or whatever. Oh. And then I... Cotton in my twat, whatever. My twat. And so I pulled it out and the candle came off. So it was stuck inside me and I didn't know what to do. And so uh, it was stuck inside me and it kept like... You know how when things... It kept getting more and more stuck because it kept getting more and more full. And it's like physics or whatever. So it was like pressed up. I couldn't get it out. Cotton in my do. twat or whatever. But so I was trying to stick my hand in and I couldn't get it. I tried tweezers. I tried all these hand, things. I tried, not fingers. Hand. I tried all kinds of things. I tried. Um, okay. So then I had it in for a long time. I didn't know what to do. And I didn't have like a boyfriend at the time or anything like that. I didn't know what to do. So I had to call my ex-boyfriend who's a drummer in a metal band. Thank God. Because it was it became a bloodbath. Anyways, waited till his shift was over at the bar. He came home with me. We took like these tongs and put a plastic bag over him and tried to like use them and then open them up and get him in there and it wasn't working and I was crying and crying and crying it's like four in the morning and I'm like I'm gonna have to go to the hospital and they're gonna reach inside me and they're gonna pull out this thing no they're gonna cut it out of you no 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 it was just a thing oh yes they it. will they'll cut it out of you oh, okay so I watched a video of this the other day this German guy got a dildo stuck inside of him that was no joke 16 inches long and six inches across not circumference uh diameter but that's in your butt that's not in like your like my They had to cut it out it of him. I watched the video where they were cutting it out of him. It yeah, but it foul. wasn't like inside my uterus. It was Burned up against my, my cervix. So it was actually pretty close. Okay, so anyways. The alarm goes up at 30 in the morning and I'm thinking about going to the hospital. And I'm like, I'm going to try one more time. So I get in my bathroom and I'm standing on the tub and I'm holding on to the, like, the bar. And I'm like pushing, pushing, like as if I'm having a baby. And I'm trying to get this thing out of my body. And I yell. Aaron, Aaron, come help, blah, blah, blah. So he gets behind me in the Shout bathtub. Shout out, Aaron. Shout out, Aaron Barrett. Drummer, comedian, Aaron Barrett. He gets in the bathtub, and he reaches into my vagina, and he pulls this thing out, and all this blood goes everywhere, all over him, all over the whole bathroom. I actually left some on the ceiling so that I can remember what love is really like. But he actually pulled this. It was, it was insane. It was like 24 hours Holy of period shit. blood all everywhere, and it was like... Anyway. The motion that you did to describe Aaron reaching up into your twat <laughs> was a full hand. Is that what it was really well, like? It was a little, full, it was this she's thing. making a full hand he motion. To, I, I mean, how else do and you? And Pam's grab got little hands, but Aaron Barrett does not. He does not have. He's a fucking drummer. I was, but so. I was like, I was pushing and pushing. Anyways, I got it out, and and I survived. I didn't have to go to the hospital. So don't shove shit up don't your butt. Shove, shove it up your pussy. Because <laughs> it won't go anywhere. Um, Dead air, two coffee sips at the yeah, same time. Yeah, terrible, terrible. Oh, sorry. Um, okay, I tried so to beat you to that. You have to, do a, you have to do a favor for me. I have this audition tape I'm supposed to send within the next week, and it's supposed to be a minute and 30 seconds long of like 
a joke with an outfit like how I present myself, which is what I'm wearing. Obviously, this is how I present myself on stage. Um, and I have to send it in. It's for like this audition thing. So I figured there's twice tonight where you might be there that you could film me if you're willing. And then tomorrow at our show on stage, I'm going to do it's just one joke. It's I'm going to do my tree pants joke. So all you have to do is record my tree pants joke. Will you do your now. tree pants joke right now? Okay. Yes. So I stand up on stage. Uh, you know, in San Francisco, we have some very specific hygiene issues. I don't know if you know about them. I, I found this pair of pants in a tree in the mission. These are tree pants. That's a thing. Uh, my hygiene question is, if my tree pants don't smell like pee, do I have to wash them before I wear them? No. Uh, I, I, uh, I've been wearing these for eight days, and now they kind of smell <laughs> like my pee, but I, I like it a little. Uh, San Francisco hygiene question number two. If you're using the public restroom at Civic Center, do you leave the toilet seat up or down after you've oh, been slamming heroin? Oh, that's a good question. That's a great question. After you've been slamming heroin. After you've been slamming heroin. The, so that's the, do you leave the toilet seat up or down? Pause. After you've been slamming heroin. Uh, more of an etiquette. Pause for laughter. More of an etiquette question, uh, really. Hygiene question number three. Lowering your carbon footprint. Sometimes I use the same teepee to wipe my nose. Or if I'm going number two and I use the same teepee to wipe my nose and then my tushy, can I give my butthole herpes? Dermatologist says yes. Herpes simplex. Which kind of herpes simplex? Herpes simplex one and two are the same herpes. Way more complicated location, than it sounds. Location, location. Yeah. Don't live in the tenderloin. And then I say, oh, you know, I, I, that's what I really love about feminism is that uh, you know, women burn bras and... And read books so that I can talk about my butthole on stage. Yes. And then I finish with, incidentally, my butthole looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. Meaty. And that's a minute and a half. That's exactly a minute and a half. And that's what they want. And I'm going to sell it. Obviously, I'm not selling it right here. but, And I'll sell it and I'll have my little boy. And that, just that one joke. You know what my favorite part of the uh, hand grenade into a deli part is? Mm-hmm. Is that you have to do a lot of work to actually see your butthole. Your butthole's <laughs> in a place where you really can't see it unless you're really trying. You're making a point to see your butthole. Especially <laughs> as a man. Because as a man, you can't just sit down in front of a full-length mirror and spread your cheeks and look at your butthole. You have to, A, balance yourself with one hand behind yourself. And then with the other hand, you have to lift up your balls. Because <laughs> your balls are like a little butthole flap. You, could peep, you can't peek over your shoulder? No, you can't peek over. Can you? <laughs> you can see the actual outer rim of your butthole when you, if you peek over your shoulder well, and look down in it. you kind of pull some things apart and stuff. But you There's... can see it from, I can't do that. Maybe I'm not flexible enough. Oh, no. So no, the, the mirror is. The original point to that joke that joke used to be a lot longer but it was started with like i talked about oh some guy asked me what was my least favorite body part and i'm like um that's a stupid question to ask a woman and i was like oh is it my bye-bye arms you know this wave and this part goes bye-bye or you know i'm like i used to i don't mind the rest of my body but the one part i don't like getting banged from behind because i hate my butthole that's where that all it was a long 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 joke that ended with my butthole looks like someone threw a hand grenade to a deli and i just cut all the rest of it like it was like this 45, it was 34 second lead up to the joke, which was good at the end and stood on its own. So I cut, chopped the rest of it out. It was just unnecessary prattle about body issues. And buttholes. Right. Well, no, it's different when you're a girl because oftentimes you get banged from behind and you're like, oh my God, they're totally looking at my butthole. Oh, every time. It's right. Like, just and it's like terrible little, uh... if you don't like the way your butthole looks. It's like, oh my God, they're looking at my butthole. Well, butt here's hole. a point. Here, don't look at your butthole, ladies. Don't. And then you'll never have that problem. And you'll make your man very happy because men like to look at buttholes when they're banging from behind. No, it's bad. Yucky and scary. I'm going to try to drink this again. Okay. Talk so there's no dead air. Speaking of heroin, I've only, I've only tried heroin one time. 
The rest of the time, I liked it a lot. <laughs> That's been done before, right? I don't know. I just still I didn't understand it. I've tried heroin once. The rest of the time, I wasn't trying it. Oh, another oh, way of saying I wasn't it. trying. I get it. The rest of the time, I wasn't trying. Yeah. I was just doing it. I'm I was just doing it. it. Right. Okay, now I get it. Um, one time, I did fentanyl. On purpose? Well, years and years and years ago, my ex-husband's father, my ex, my, he wasn't, he was never my ex-father-in-law. He was my father-in-law, and then he died. Um, but on his deathbed, he willed me all of his drugs. So... He, Get out, he willed you? Yeah. Is so, that a thing you can do in court? Well, like, he, so he told my ex-husband, Keith, he said, hey, you should take all these drugs to Pam because there were originally 60 Marinol pills. I don't know. You're probably too young. Marinol was the synthetic um, cannabinoid that they made in the early thousands to, for people that had cancer. Oh. There were these little orange pills, and they were amazing, but it was a synthetic cannabinoid. and they like, was, the sh- like, a, like spice almost? No, it was called... It was it was called Marinol. It was just it was a. Uh, well, you know what you know what spice is. It's I thought it that was like um, fake marijuana. That it is. Like, it's yeah. synthetic cannabinoids. Right. Well, I don't, well, this stuff was like pharmaceutical grade. Yeah, it fucks Marinol. you up. It's like four hundred times stronger than weed. So fun. I took them all in um, Hawaii, and it but was it's amazing. like it's like bath salts. It's a totally different drug. Well, it was oral. We didn't smoke it. It was these yeah. little orange pills, and they were amazing. And they were giving them to cancer patients. So Probably I could have figured out how to smoke it, right? So come on. <laughs> Not all, okay. I, they were good in their original form. So they gave me 59 of those, but then he also gave me 12 75 milligram fentanyl patches. And what year was this? 2006. They had fentanyl back then? Mm-hmm. Wow. For cancer patients. He was dying of liver cancer and he was a big guy, so 75 milligrams. So I was like, well, I'm not <laughs> stupid. Wanted, his dying wish was to make Pam an addict. Well, no, That's it was, it was fine. So he, I had these, these um, fentanyl patches and I was like, I'm no dummy. So. I knew that 75 milligrams was too much, so I scored the patch so it would only be 25 milligrams because it's transdermal. And so I put that on, and I had it on for like, it turned out to be a 52-hour trip, but after the first day and a half, I had to rip it off because I was getting sick. I was throwing up. I was trying to throw this dinner party. I was so out of it. I couldn't (laughs) like do a Winnie the Pooh word search. I just wanted to touch my cat all the time. I was just like, oh, I hated it. I didn't like it. And, I, and then I told my husband, he was like, what's been wrong with you this weekend? And I was like, I took a fentanyl patch. And he's like, you're insane. And I was like, so you know. your dad gave it to me. Your dad gave it. But the, the moral of the story is that I'll never be an opiate addict because I hated that shit. Yeah, it's like, like it Nic- Nicole Turley's joke on, about uh, smoking, doing I, heroin. She's like, I just threw I don't I didn't. She's like, I just threw up the whole time. Yeah, I didn't I like it. I don't remember but what I, it is, I just, but I would, fucking didn't like it. I, know, I said I'd never be, a, I'll never be an opiate addict. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, so there was I love drug. opiates. Uh-oh. Opiates, there's a weird thing. Some people hate them. Like my mom hate? hates them. She sees bats on the walls. Yeah, I get crawling with ants and stuff like yeah. that. Yes. Yeah, oh, I stuff. just felt extremely relaxed. And also, if anyone spoke to me, I would yell at them. I was an asshole. That's I'm an cool. asshole on opiates. Um, the other thing they gave he gave me was this uh, pharmaceutical grade cocaine. So what they would do because he was in so much pain they'd put him on fentanyl but he'd be sleeping all the time but they give you this pharmaceutical cocaine in pill form Holy that you shit. take so that you can be awake for the two to four hours of people visiting. yeah that's why cocaine's not schedule one is because there are actual uses for it so there were these pills that and i can't remember what they were called either but i got those too and those were amazing they were crazy it was like were they like adderalls or something? like no they were they were like super uppers, but not meth. 
they were I, I just jittery nope I felt like it was pharmaceutical uh. grade cocaine it was like just being awake and clear and feeling good and I had like 30 of those oh those were great oh my god so that was the stuff he gave me on his deathbed so that's why I tried that's fentanyl. amazing we used to have this stuff in college that was indistinguishable from cocaine when you crushed it up and snorted it. It was called Focalin. Mm. And it was amazing. I convinced my doctor to give me a prescription for it. And I lasted two months on it where I was like, you can never give me this again. Even if I say I want it, don't give it to me. You look like you're related to the Culkin family. Like like you're the Culkin, young, yeah. you know, like all the, all the Culkins. Do I have bags under my eyes right now? No. It's weird. Sometimes maybe. when I sleep a lot, I get bags under my eyes. Like if I sleep 12 hours, I'll wake up looking at it. Like I... You could sleep 12 hours. That's impressive. Yeah. Only if I don't drink, over. though. Oh. Can't do... Because if I drink, I'll wake Reverse up. Reverse like, insomnia. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a thing. You wake just, up early in the morning. Can't go back to sleep. Yeah. Fucking sucks. I've had that. Now I don't have anything. I, it, it, it's a new joke that I have, though, that um, I I still do... I'm, I've been sober for 15 days, and I still do and say stupid and dumb, embarrassing things. Just now I remember it. <laughs> How's that going? How's sobriety? Well, no, it's great. It's fine. But it's it's exactly the same. It's, I'm no different as, as a person. I still, but it's just now I remember everything I do, which is not as fun. It's a little bit more like, oh, but it's me. I'm the one doing it. But you it. still have those uh, moments? Oh, absolutely. It doesn't have anything to do with alcohol. I'm totally not an alcoholic. I'm. No, I know you're not. Yeah. <laughs> you just got an eating problem. I've just got to eat. You don't need enough. <laughs> I know. Well, I've been really good. I've been like taking peanut butter pretzels with me everywhere I go, and I've been, I have beef jerky, and I'm like eating, and I'm trying really hard. So, trying really hard, and I'm gonna wait until um, when I start drinking again. I'm I'm going to. I still have to eat 1,500 calories a day. I'm gonna force myself. No more of this like beer has too many calories bullshit. If I if I want to drink beer and it has more calories, then I have to fucking work out or something and not be such lazy bitch and be like <laughs> anyway or I should just not have body dysmorphia and then it would be or you could just try opiates <laughs> well then I wouldn't care about anything then <laughs> it's like it's true then nothing one matters. does not one does not care about anything when they're on opiates so what are we gonna do tomorrow at Vizima huh I don't know I don't know either Normally when I, I don't know what I'm going to do, I just take my clothes off. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> no preparing. There's no preparing anymore. It's, it's, it's free to look, but touching is going to cost you. <laughs> yeah. $5 like the at the door. Well, it's a free show. But yeah, we're going to pass a hat around. Maybe, maybe that's deep, what we'll do. How you deep is the hat going to be? We I, should find the largest top hat we can. Well, maybe we should just bring for the, the for the implication of it. Maybe we should bring <laughs> the ugly fur hat, the dead the dead animal hat from behind us. No, there. it's too. It's not. We need something firm like a top hat, okay. like Ernest's top hat. Well, who had a top hat? Was it Lizzie Stanton that had a top hat? I don't know. Did you have sex with Lizzie Stanton? No, I never had sex with Lizzie Stanton. Just curious. I know. I know one she comedian that then did though. Oh, yeah. She convinced me to to send a. Uh, a rapey text to Nate. <laughs> oh yeah, and then you apologize for it right and after. That was in the beginning of so of... much. I was like, I'm so sorry. I have I have boundary issues. I have so <laughs> many boundary issues. It's bad. She's you know she's not allowed in the country anymore. Yeah, you can't make money without paying taxes in this country without a visa, a work visa. 
She could apply for a... She could apply for a work visa as a comedian, I suppose. Well, I was trying to tell her to apply for a work visa not as a comedian. Just work oh, at yeah, fucking Starbucks like and just do yeah. your shit at night like the rest of us do. Yeah, um, exactly. But she doesn't want to do that. Work at Starbucks. She could get some other job. She doesn't have to work at Starbucks. Uh, not to be bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Nothing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hope she makes it. I really hope. I really hope she makes it because she has her will is so strong. And she doesn't this. give like, a shit, which is a good thing to have. She honestly doesn't. She lo looks at an audience and goes like, "I'm gonna do my jokes anyways." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and people, when she did stuff here, and she had really good shows because people got it. They got that she was telling jokes, and even when she was telling jokes, some people were like, "Is she telling jokes?" Like. She says some like weird, really edgy, semi hacky, but it is. It's all semi hacky, but like, but it's there so are jokes, aggressive. and that's and it's better than not. It's better than not telling jokes. And if in the beginning you can tell a joke and you can make your jokes better, like some people I've seen that they go up and they don't tell jokes. There's no right, jokes in there. They just sure. they just talk and they. Do you like that? Have I you hate it. Anyone I hate well? it. I I don't think that anyone can get a start just talking. Like you like there has to be some joke in it, right? Right. Yeah. You can't just be Joe Rogan or whatever. It took him a long time to be able to just say whatever the fuck he wanted. Well, Joe Rogan, he does it differently. He he'll write out like a funny concept. He'll do like he'll like write pages on it. I know because I listen to his podcast. Ah. But he'll he'll write something out in long form and then just condense it and condense it and condense it until it it is in joke form. I mean. Because he does funny voices and stuff. Like, sure. He's done all kinds I of I think shit. he tells jokes. Well. Like with a punchline. Like what's the definition of a joke? I mean, that's, that's true that's too. I say like, some weird. One of my jokes is um, uh, how, many, how many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Cats, cats, cats. Like that yeah, doesn't. What's <laughs> a punchline? Why is it? I mean, they're just, you're just saying words in the specific order. And sometimes they sound funny and sometimes they don't. I mean, I actually, I should do cats, cats, cats as a callback because <laughs> I could say it as a Cats punchline. in the cradle with the silver spoon. Cats, cats, cats. Anyone who doesn't love cats is a soulless monster. I can say that. But cats, do they love us? Yes. Are you sure? Absolutely. My. But they're fierce, carnivorous, self-centered beasts. Yes. Well, not my new kitten. She is very, very sweet. She's more like a dog. She carries her little ball around. She carries a, a lot of her toys oh, yeah. around. And How around. old is that new kitten? Oh, she was. She and I have like the same birthday-ish in o beginning of October. So she's October, November, December, January. She's f almost five months old. How many cats do you have now? Three. Two. Two. Two cats. No more than two cats. I live in a four hundred square foot apartment. Too min. Too much. You four hundred square feet. Very small studio. It's a studio in the TL, but. The how many how many hexagonal feet is that? I don't know what that means. How many r <laughs> rhombus feet is that? How many? I know what a rhombus is, but um, there's a there's a closet that's big enough I can put my bed in it, so I pretend it's a one bedroom, but it's <laughs> like upright. No, like it's oh, a bed. I have a bed on the ground, like a you know a little box. I don't have it on like a. A, it's just a box spring on the ground with a mattress on it. What does your apartment like look like? Like, Can you describe your apartment for me? I have a, uh, All the walls are covered with art. There isn't a very many spaces. You hate blank wall space? No, I just have a lot of artwork from friends. I even have a lot of stuff I don't have up. Uh, my 
little kitcheny alcove. I mean, it's just, it's a lot of art. And, you know, fancy pieces of framed paper that say I'm smart or whatever, those are around as well. Wait, what? I have, you know, what's I have a all my fancy de- piece of paper? Like, my, my dumb little degrees are all up on the walls. Like birch bark that you've, like, inscribed with a quill right, pen? Right, that the, 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 the UC regents have given me and <laughs> little pieces of paper with gold stamps and my name written on them and stuff like trophies. that. Trophies. No, just degrees that I leave. I leave fancy pieces oh, of paper. Oh, degrees from right. masters. Right. They're just pieces of paper that make me feel pretentious. Uh, those are around. There's a picture of there's a the bacon picture and then there's a picture that Jordan Sermonera did that I bought from him that's of a pig. Do you have any Wiseman's in there? I have a lot of Wisemans. I have a bunch of Wisemans. Yeah, a bunch. I've got Fuck You Russia, and I've got one of his original pieces on a, on a, um, I've got like a bunch of Wisemans, and I have a bunch of Amy Cruises. I have a lot of art in the little space. And, um, yeah, I've got a sofa. I don't have a TV. There's cats. It's just a little, it's just rooms. It's just where I hang out and cook things and, Read books. Do you have know. a couch? Yes, that folds out into a blow-up mattress, little thingy, so that a people blow can up, spend. a fold-up, a, f- a blow-up couch. A blow-up mattress when you unfold the couch. I used to. I've work. never seen that. I've only seen futons that like have. No, it's like a leather. Them. It's like a little leather sofa, and then you pull it out, and then you go, and then it's a bed, so that I can have friends sleep over that come from out of town. Have you ever had an orgy in your apartment? No, not in this apartment. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear my clown, my clown orgy story? Yes. Okay. So, um, it was. Oh, please! Uh, it was. I met a bunch of people at Burning Man in 2007, and I moved to San Francisco, uh, kind of because I was. I had just divorced my husband, and there were all these things. I had to leave San Diego, and I I went to Burning Man, and I met all these people, and they were like, "You should come live here," and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna live here." So it was Burning Man time, but 2008, and the group of people that were like, Pam's cool as fuck. Oh, and people were like, we're not going to Burning Man this year. Instead, we're going somewhere else. And then one of my buddies, Jeff, was like, he called me and he goes, hey, Pam, do you want to come with us? I can't tell you where we're going, but I can tell you you need a towel and a bathing suit, and you figure out other than that what you want to bring. We're going to Alaska, folks. so he picks me up. He picks me up at my house with another person, and I'm like, "What's going on?" He goes, "You're the rogue agent." It's like there's six, 16 people going. Some are couples. Some aren't. There's two houseboats. You're the 17th. You're that we always invite a rogue agent, and we never know who it's going to be until the night before. And you got chosen. And I'm like, "Okay, this is great." So I get in their car, and we're driving around, and I find out we're going to the Sacramento Delta, and. We're getting on these houseboats, and they didn't make me pay any money or anything. We got on these two houseboats, and we sail out, you know, on the Delta. And I'm, no one, there's one other girl who smokes weed, and I brought brought tons of weed. But it turns out that these people are all GHB people. And so they're like, if we do GHB, you can't drink for this many hours. And they're very, very crazy about it. you can't smoke on GHB either? No, you can, but um, that wasn't a problem. But they all just weren't pot smokers, just me and this one girl, and we were just Did they evolve from that? Like, whenever someone's not a pot smoker and they do way other shit, like... 
Did they at one point smoke weed and now they don't do it anymore? All I know is that me and this one girl were like constantly out on this one part of the patio because well, we were on these houseboats. It was so fun. Anyways, and we were well, we were just constantly smoking and we were having a great time. And there was tons of beer and there was tons of alcohol, but no one was drinking. I was drinking because I didn't do GHB that first night. But they invite you to do it? The second night, yes. Yeah. And that's when the orgy happened. <laughs> so um, I'm the rogue agent the first night. It turns out they all love karaoke too, but they're also like these clown, porn clowns. And so they all dress up and they've got horns and they have balloon animals and they're hopping around and they're like, there's filming things and it's totally crazy. And there's lots of filming? weird. Did you sign, yeah. did you sign a waiver? I wasn't in any of that, um, with any of the, but I was, I was very intrigued and I was having fun, but the first night I was more just drunk. And then the second night they're like, really, 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 you shouldn't drink. We really think that you should take GHB with all of us. It's going to be great. Well, I didn't know that they all had this sort of orgy planned. Had no idea. And the GHB that, is also like roofies, right? GHB is, yeah. It's like, so it's this, they put it in an ACT bottle. Remember ACT, that stuff you use on your teeth and you squeeze yeah. it and it comes. Okay, yeah. so they, that's the right amount to take. So A they, capful. So yeah. they squeeze it into the thing and then they pour it out and that's the amount. And so one little capful like that is like drinking six beers and it comes at you. Boom. Mm -hmm. It's like six beers all of a sudden. And you can be like, you're, and it also makes you feel, I mean, I, I got pretty, I had, I had no problem with the you orgy. You feed yourself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it turns out that people on my boat, it was like one couple that was totally about being involved with everybody. And they were both really, really gorgeous. And then it was this other guy and he was with his wife but they weren't they were kind of both interested in other people and then there was my buddy who had his sort of going off girlfriend and then i'm this rogue seventh per i'm this person so there's bob and carol and alice and ted and you and there was another person Remember that movie? and then there was another guy who was like another sort of roguey agent kind of thing but I, I they were very clear they're like they're like well let's you know you can be tell us what you, we can and can't do and we all were very honest with i i did enjoy they had this flogger thing i liked that very much but um, cause it was, anyways, it was a really interesting night and I sort of made a deal. I was like, I can do whatever I want with my hands, but no one can put anything inside me without my express like consent and permission. And I didn't let anybody do that. Cause I didn't want to like, I didn't, but what ended up happening, Seems like a double standard. this is what ended up happening is that I had never come from oral sex cause my ex-husband was black and it was just not something that we did or he did. And it just never happened. And so I'd never, I'd never come from oral sex and the girl went down on me and I came so fast. I was like, Holy fuck. Is that what it's about? Wow. And it was a girl. And I was like, damn, okay, now I get it. Did you think about your sexuality where you're like... No, I was like, because no one's ever done that. Just from like a, a logic standpoint, like if I only fucked girls from now on, I would come a lot more. Well, but... Like I know I, I like don't... guys, but I also like coming. Like do I like coming or do I like guys? Like which one do I like more? And then you could do it all on paper. You can make a spreadsheet. I'm not that analytical. Pros and cons. Yeah, no, I wasn't... I mean, I, li I like girls, but I don't think that I ever could be in like a relationship with a girl i mean i guess i don't know i have sexuality's fluid i'm kind of queer i guess i don't know but i don't i don't like nah, I'm, if if i'm anything i'm a gay guy trapped in a woman's body so i kind of lucked out because i i i fucking love hot dudes i love guys i'm like you love hot guys uh, almost as much as like a like a gay guy, a gay guy. Like, like almost as much as a gay guy <laughs> almost yeah so i think that 
it's it's no that's no problem i i mean i have my i wish i was a boy how are you rolling i rolled a I rolled a joint last night and i the whole time i was rolling i was like i'm not as good at this as sam is <laughs> i'm pretty fucking good at it this took me, it took me a while it took me a while it was fun last night there were the people you, stayed oh, what'd you do ireland's 32 oh yeah yeah here and then and then there and it was um I had a really good set, and those I have, were, those were the two mics last night. Yeah, here and there. Yeah, and I had five five new jokes. Five new jokes. Yep, yep. I wrote I wrote more new jokes, oh, and yeah. they worked. Yeah, so good for me. Good for you, Pam. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> yay! 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 <laughs> Don't make fun of me. It's not fair. So Billie Holiday's playing in the background because she she performed once at Wazima. But That's it wasn't called. Insane. It wasn't called Wazima back then. It's just the same building. It's just the same club, uh, but building space. It was at the same stage. Same stage. Fuck same place. Hey, man, that's cool as hell. Yeah. The one, the one day that I came up to the city and tripped acid by myself and rode my bike around, I listened to exclusively Billie Holiday and mm. just weaved through traffic on my bicycle. That's very dangerous. Very dangerous. And Billie Holiday is not really something that you like put on while you're weaving through traffic. No. Uh, yeah, unless you're on acid. And then, then it works just then fine. Then it works just fine. Yeah. Um, that I was wrote... my stage voice. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck <laughs> I was doing I there. Heard that voice <laughs> I, when I was in Amsterdam once, we took a lot of shrooms and rode bikes, and we called it Tour de France. And we're like, we're going so fast! Yeah. But we were really going slow. Uh, and it was very dangerous, and I'll never ride a bike in Amsterdam again. Really? Yeah, I will. Just That's one walk. of the safest cities to ride a bike, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's all the little cobblestone streets. That fly came from me, and then it went to you. Oh, yeah. I think. Fuck that fly. Yeah. He's a little guy. He's just chilling. Um, we should put on another silly song so I can. Ooh, a silly song? Sure. Oh, Nickel Bags by Digitable Planets. Oh, I love Diggable Planets. Yeah, I That's... can never say it. Digital, digital, digital. I saw Diggable Planets in. Is it Diggable or it's, Digitable? It's, I think it's Diggable Planets. No, it's a Digitable. It's diggable? I, I saw them live. There's a T in there. I saw them live in 93 at, there was, it was before they were big. A nickel bag of fun. They were at, um, in, I went to UC San Diego for undergrad and um, they played in the pub and it was crazy because it's this little tiny area and it was like, we're seeing diggable planets and then they kind of got really famous. We saw, I saw Beck there too Whoa. in like 94 and then he actually played later at one of our sun gods. Anyways, it was I saw Diggable Plants. It was, I thought they were great. I've always thought they were right. great. I, it is definitely Diggable Plants. <laughs> He's silly, silly boy. Do you know you know nickel bags though? Yeah, a nickel bag. A nickel, bag, a nickel, nickel bag. bag. Yeah, I know exactly. My cousins, I showed that song to all my younger cousins. There's on that, like, Sam, play the funky song. Play the funky song, Sam. On the um on the album itself, there's an amazing song about abortion, which is like fucking incredible. And um, oh. Yeah, they're one of the lines if Suter and Thomas have their Oh, you have to yeah, say, so you remind me of my abortion or something yeah. to that degree tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, I have abortions older than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And then I could be like, Pam, Pam uh, I think you might be my mom. Someone's looking in the door right now. Oh? He's got wired earphones in. He no, might be homeless. Maybe he's listening live to us. Here we go. <laughs> I doubt it. That'd be really funny. Hey, I if you're listening it. live to us, open the door and come in. <laughs> if you're not listening live to us, show us your butthole. <laughs> no. I don't want to see anybody's butthole. Well, he wouldn't show it to us because he wouldn't be listening. <laughs> he wouldn't be listening. It's just... Dang it. 
trying to put things together. A nickel bag, a nickel bag. Okay, here we go. Play the funky song, Sam. Your little cousins. Yeah. They're all like adults, which I don't know why I'm using that voice. Sugars on your block. The planets let them flesh in the corners of New York. The ghetto, the meadow, the Mr. Butterflu. The honey bugs dug and lick the honeybee. The sun, the kiss, the funk for a bliss. The lips with the soul and some jazz for your hips. The puff, the buzz, the lids be heavy slick. The mecca get a rush when the beats be very thick. The hands, the feet, the brown baby treat. The femmes fumble loose and drink the doodle juice. The step, the flams, the planets got damp. The peoples get a grip with the tape from a jam. A a nickel bag of funk, 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 the big, the fat, the cool, cool cats, the psychedelic soul puts the planets on the map, the chic, the love, the far out name, the lack of the funk's the main, why we came, the boogie gets done, the colors won't run, the funk hits the square, the kids gotta come, the pizza with the pop, the west fourth stop, the crew after crew that do the grasshopper. The new school is fat. The beats by the ounce. The funk by the pack. The groove is the fix. The jitterbugs fix. The hanging up the butts with the fat soul kicks. That's my nickel bag of funk. My nickel bag of funk. A nickel bag of funk. A nickel bag of funk. I said a nickel bag of funk. A nickel bag of funk. Oh, a nickel bag of funk. A nickel bag of funk. The wide, the hip. Dig it, it's the trip. The loops, the scene, and the funkifying it. The sounds, the pounds, the stacks, the flares, the baggy, baggy jeans, the naughty, naughty hair, the twinkle in the eye, the kids is living fly, the crew from the sky, the stuff that gets you high, the action, the work for the rhyme, we goes the whole nine. The papers won't rot, the vapors get got, the streets get the buzz, the funk up your block, the opium groove, the smacked out soul, the kicking it live, the fat gotta roll with my nickel back of funk, my nickel back of funk. It's a nickel bag of funk, a nick bag of funk. Nickel bag, a nickel bag. Lady Bugger hit you with a nickel bag. A nickel bag, a nickel bag. Butterfly hit you with a nickel bag. A nickel bag, a nickel bag. Doodle Bugger hit you with a nickel bag. A nickel bag, a nickel bag. DP's always hit you with a nickel bag. thinking last night i was talking with nate and um i was thinking that it would be i don't know who the third character would be we should have had nate call in yeah actually that wouldn't have been a bad idea i mean you yeah you can have him call in sure Uh, i have to remember this is the abortion song i can't remember what it's called and we'll put that on um diggable planets abortion song but i was thinking oh there it is i was thinking 
the, you and him as characters are very funny and there should be a sitcom where it's like like a bike messenger, a bartender, and there's got to be another person. He's like, a your character. And I'm like, that's two bartenders. That's too many bartenders. It's got to be like something else. You, you could be the third character. No. Were you just waiting for me to say that? No. No, you're, you're the perfect foil, be- man. <laughs> the old lady. The two young guys and the old lady. The old lady runs a, a radio station. <laughs> I was thinking it would be like a, a very San Francisco kind of like Netflixy thing. Like, you know, the... Two young guys trying to make it. And then Jack. Jack Jack is in it too. <laughs> and then and then Jack. Jack's yeah. like, that's not okay. You That's can't say okay. that. You can't you say can't, that. You can't do that. You can't be like that with Okay. Yeah. He's he's dad. That's what that's what uh, Nate called him in the beginning when he, he was like, I'm just dad, I'm gonna call I'm you dad. dad. Yeah. Okay, so this is the abortion song. It's called We know, we called him the professor. We used to call him the, the professor. professor, that works. Yeah. This is La Femme Fetal because it's about La Femme Fetal. But it's fetal because it's specifically about abortion. It was 8.49 on a beautiful ninth day of July. There was not a cloud to speak of, so the orange sun hung lonely in the sky. I lay prone in my cabby home, thinking of fine nappy Jackie and his jazz cat's horn. Sliding in a tape of bird on bird when suddenly rang my phone. Hey, butterfly, the voice said, slip on some duds, comb out your fro, and slide on down to my pad. The vibe here is very pleasant, and I truly request your presence. A problem of great magnitude has arose, and as we speak it grows. Damn, what could it be, I thought, a juice I bought, and rolled on down to her spot. Seeing bros I know, slapping fives, I arrived and pressed G5. There was Nikki looking some kind of sad with tears falling from her eyes. She sat me down and dug my frown and began to run it down. You remember my boyfriend said that fly kid who I love? Well, our love was often a verb, and spontaneity has brought a third. But due to our youth and economic state, we wish to terminate. About this we don't feel great, but baby, that's how it is. But the feds have dissed me, they ignored and dismissed me. The pro-lifers harassed me outside the clinic and called me a murderer. Now that's hate. So needless to say, we're in a mental state of debate. Hey, beautiful bird, I said, digging her somber mood. The fascists are some heavy dudes. They don't really give a damn about life. They just don't want a woman to control her body or have the right to choose. But baby, that ain't nothing. They just want a male finger on the button. Because if you say war, they will send them to die by the score. A boarding mission should be your volition. But if Suda and Thomas have their way, you'll be standing in line unable to get welfare while they'll be out hunting and fishing. It has always been around. It will always have a niche. But they'll make it a privilege, not a right, accessible only to the rich. Hey, pro-lifers need to dig themselves because life don't stop after birth. And for a child born to the unprepared, it might even just get worse. The situation would surely change if they were to find themselves in it. Supporters of the H-bomb and firebombing clinics. What type of shit is that? Orwellian, in fact. If Roe v. Wade was overturned, would not the desire remain intact? Leaving young girls to risk their health, doctors to botch and watch as they kill themselves. Now, I hate to sound macabre, but hey, isn't it my job to lay it on the masses 
and get them off their asses to fight against these fashions. So, whatever you decide, make that move with pride. Sid will be there and so will I. An insect till I die. Till I die. Rhythms and sounds spinning around. Confrontations across the nation. Your block, my block, dreadlocks. What a shock. Land of the free, but not me. 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 Goodbye, Mutiny Radio. As uh, Hippie Sean is the co-host, and y'all know when Hippie Sean is the co-host, you guys get to listen to rap music, the good stuff. So you guys are going to listen to some little Boosie or some more shit from the motherfucking South. All right. Oh, shit. Here goes Thomas Bridgman right fucking there. Do you want to grab one of those mics and say hey to your millions and millions of fans out there? Party boy. Do ya? Do ya? Grab one of those mics and say hello to everybody. Hi, ladies and gentlemen, it's Thomas Bridgman here at Bubblegum Garbage Party on Thursday. (laughs) Thursday, wait, uh, can someone turn that fucking thing on? It's, oh, can nobody hear? Damn it. Thursday, the 24th of September. Uh, it's the speed, the stereo all the way up there, you know? Just have to climb up there. Hey, I'll just, I'll just turn up the music. All right. Play some tunes. You guys are listening to Bubblegum Garbage Party, and we're about to get this shit on and popping. You already know what's up. I love you guys. Thomas Bridgman loves you guys. We all love you. And um, all right, stay tuned. Bye. Whatever, I keep a secret, baby. 
to the streets, it'll be you. Your lips will make you so cute. Love when you poke your mouth out when you're mad too. Say your nimble, my phone on the lip. Like your sex, but more in love with what you do. Turn me on how you stab me when we're through. When you get to me, I don't want to turn you loose. Scared the moon riots, all I can say is ooh. My favorite panels are yours, the ones that see through. One with the pink trim on them in they light blue. Speaking for the goons, thank God for making you. Bust it, baby, is what I call you. You got me speeding in the fast lane, pedal to the phone, man. Trying to get back to her love. Best believe she got that good thing. She my little hood thing. Ask around and know us. One, two, check. All right, yeah. All right, welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bubblegum Garbage Party. This is a show where, uh, this is a show where I, Thomas Bridgman, interview stand-up comedians. Uh, they tell jokes, and then uh, I interrupt them. Hi. And we improvise a scene based on the things that we talked about in the first two segments. Um, everybody outside, uh, everybody inside, what's up? How's your Thursday? How'd your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday go? How'd you, how'd you Friday, how'd you Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday go, huh? And that's the last time I saw you is Yins, guys. Sean, how you doing? I am okay. Yeah? Yeah. You're okay. Yeah, man, I mean, what do you want me to say? Like... You know, I'm shitting rainbows. Yeah, when you say that. I'm not shitting rainbows. Bro. If you said that, I'd say, can I watch you shit? Now, that'd be the first time I ever actually seriously asked somebody that question. Oh, well, as uh, as the first uh, black man and uh, just the first man, period, I would like to thank you for that honor, man. Of, uh, But I don't shit rainbows, man. I'm sorry. You don't. Okay, no. so I'm not going to ask you sorry. if I can watch... You shit. Uh, I I'm mean, glad if you, you want to watch me, me shit, man. Like I fucking, I'm down with that. Has anyone ever watched you shit? Uh, my mom. 
Yeah. And I also have a twin sister, so I probably shitted on her, man, a couple probably times. Did. Yeah, I'll she, bet you did. She shitted on me when we got older. God damn it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Which one's worse? Twin sisters. Yeah, what that's was the crazy. Question? I didn't know you had a twin. Yeah, I have a twin. I also have uh, I have brothers and uh, other sisters. Yeah, brothers and other and mothers and fathers, and they're all bitches and <laughs> in words. We won't say that. Okay, I the, like that on the radio. I like your honesty, though. Yeah, man, my family's awful. If they're out there listening, and they're probably not, but I hope they are. I would just like to send a shout out and say. Fuck you guys. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, wow. I, that's, I have a, that's a heavy what's up. I, uh, what's up? They're not Fuck listening. Fuck you guys. They're not listening. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> They're blocked on Facebook, so there's no way they could ever even. Yeah. Sorry, I said that with a lot of too much pride, I guess. Sorry. That's understandable. Hey, listen, I appreciate you being so honest with us. That's the way the show likes to go. Um, this is Bubblegum Garbage Party. It's a show where I, Thomas Bridgman, interview stand-up comedians. They tell jokes. Ow! We improvise a scene based on them. Uh, who wants to go first? Anna wants to go first. She can't go first. She doesn't even know what the fuck, like, is going on. Uh, hey, man, she's gung-ho. Right on. Go ahead. Knock it out the park. Go off the... Hey, it's we not can't like hear that. you. You gotta get on the mic. Here, I'll show you. I'll show you how it goes. Who, who wants to go first? Eloisa? Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Eloisa's perfect. Hi. Ladies and gentlemen, Woo. give a warm round of applause to Eloisa Bravo. I don't know. Try that one. Yeah, that one's good. Okay, let's do this. All right. This is Eloisa Bravo. She's a very funny comedian uh, here in the Bay Area. Hi, Eloisa. How you doing? Oh, God I'm bless you. I'm doing great. I have been, um, this is my seventh day of going home blackout drunk. How do you know? How do you know? Because I get up and I have no recollection how the fuck I go home. Mm. And I have been going to work, not even hangover, but still drunk. And I'm crushing it. God bless you. <laughs> God bless you. Crushing There's it. no God bless reason to you, stop. Eloisa. God bless you. I don't see you. why. And I'm getting a cut. Right on. So shit is happening. God damn. Awesome. I love yeah. it. I'm getting a cut. That's where my dating life goes. Things are looking up. 